You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome, welcome, party people. We are just so excited that you're here. Thanks for tuning into another episode. Today is super fun and an exciting episode because we are chatting with Nathan Chansky, all on the topic of how he grew from 1K to 16K plus followers in less than a year. Now, if you don't know who Nate is, he is a wedding photographer and photography educator based in West Michigan. He has photographed weddings and couples full-time for the past three years, and within the past year, he has taken his knowledge and experience into the photography education space. His passion has always been glorifying God and empowering others to create the life and business of their full potential. On today's show, we dive into the topic of Instagram growth with Nate and what he actually did to see such growth within a year's time. Nate shares where he was mentally with his business and Instagram a year ago, what he was doing on the app, or rather, maybe not doing. Nate's story is just honestly so powerful and relatable to a lot of creative business owners, and I know that you're going to get so much out of hearing his story. He then gives us, I kid you not, a truckload of tangible tips and strategies that he uses on the Instagram, the Instagram, you know what I'm saying, every day and has helped him grow so dramatically. And Spark Notes, Reels were one big one. So if you're wanting help with Reels specifically, ooh, Nate has got you. He ends the chat giving such a powerful takeaway and message that reaches honestly beyond Instagram and business and applies to all of life. And hint, he won my heart because he used a Taylor Swift analogy. So, you know, we just, we gotta, we gotta... Props for Nate. Heyo. All right. <laughs> Without further ado, let's welcome Nate on the show. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Nate, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. This is like such an honor and a fun conversation to be having right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am so excited to be here, you guys. You know, like I, I'm actually a listener of this podcast for anybody that's listening right now. So you are like, literally, okay, we have to back it up. You are one of the four. The, like, the four male are, listeners. We have, yes, we have four male listeners. We know them all by name and you are one of them. Well, that's <laughs> such an honor. I find myself in those contexts a lot where I'm like the only guy and I like completely just embrace it at this point. Like I grew up with <laughs> sister like I'm all good it's all good (laughs) the best oh man okay well we gave a little bit of the backstory of you are one of the four heart and hustle podcast male listeners but beyond that (laughs) do you want to just like for anyone who doesn't know you share a little bit about your story like who you are what you do yeah absolutely so first and foremost and I feel like I have to start saying this more often because I don't like first and foremost I'm a child of God And I'm a husband to my wife, Kayla, and those are like my primary roles. But then I'm also a wedding photographer and I'm based in West Michigan. I feel like I have been shooting since like forever, it feels like. Because I think when I started shooting, it was when I was really young, maybe even like before high school um, or I don't know, somewhere around like 15 or 16. Um, and that's kind of like when I got into photography a little bit and I've like been doing it ever since. So yeah, photographer just kind of stepped into education within the last year 
and I love every bit of it. Mm. The best. I love that. Okay, well, we're just going to like supercharge, dive right in because I we're just <laughs> I have a feeling this conversation is going to get so good. So we're just going to like go off the deep end. Okay, right. Great. I can't talk today. Great. And we're off to a great start. Um, okay. So for anybody that maybe hasn't followed you or just like, can we give a picture? Because I'm pretty sure I don't even know the full picture, but your Instagram grew from like, correct me if I'm wrong, 1K to like 16K in less than a year, which is insane. Like that is snaps for Nate. That's everyone's right now. dream, like right. Instagram story. Right, right. <laughs> so first off, congrats. But also like, I, I guess where, let's back up. Where were you a year ago with Instagram mentally? Like talk to mm-hmm. us about that, Nathan. I mean, Nate, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I basically, man, like I feel like, cause I've been doing photography for so long um, and I made my photography like a full-time career um, just coming up on three years ago now. So it's been like a long ride or what's felt like a long ride for me. So even like if I would just kind of say to maybe whatever listener out there that might be like, oh my gosh, like I hope that's me one day and all that kind of stuff. Um, If you hear that I, you know, jumped this huge following within like a six to eight months time, like that's just not true (laughs) because the whole picture is that I started this Instagram account probably three years ago. And like, yes, for most of that three years, I was at about like a thousand to a thousand five hundred followers. Um, but all of that, like all the bumps and bruises and like ins and outs and learning just uh, experience along the way, like that led me to find actually something that worked finally. And then like I hit this stride. And then once that, once all that kind of, you know, those things that I learned started um, actually clicking, that's when like the growth happened. So I would say like, don't feel bad if you're still in, you know, like the 1000 mark or even below and you're still trying super hard um, because all of that is leading you maybe to something where like it's going to click and there might be like a big growth at the end there. So I just say that just because I don't want anyone to hear like, oh my gosh, I'm doing everything and I just don't see that kind of growth. Um, Be patient, give it time. Like for every person that had like a quick success, there's probably something behind that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, was before they had that thing that clicked. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I would say, yeah, I've been a photographer for the past three years. And so, um, a lot of that time I would spend on Instagram, like posting static images. This was before like the video boom, of course. And now we see that like everywhere. <laughs> um, so I would say, you know, when, if you go back to like, let's say 2017, um, 2017 Instagram was very like aesthetic and it was very, curated and like put your best face forward or even like manipulate this persona of yourself that like wasn't even you at all and like put that out and then keep the real you behind closed doors if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. um and so like I feel like I fell into that a lot and it was almost easier for me to have this uh guarded um persona of myself that I put out to just all my followers and almost, yeah, just almost like this calculated safe version of who I was. Um, and so I think it was about a year ago that I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Like this is ridiculous. And then, you know, this video boom happened right after the pandemic and everyone is just like 
you know, instead of aesthetic is what everyone's hungry for, everyone's much more hungry for actual humanity, transparency, seeing a real human on the other side that just feels like you're FaceTiming them or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, during that time, I saw different people um, just being themselves. And like, um, even if let's say someone would look at, you know, what they were doing in their stories or what they were doing in their reels and be like, oh, that's cringy or something like that. I just noticed like, they didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like they, like I just noticed like they actually, or if they did, they weren't letting it stop them and they were just plowing ahead. And they're mm-hmm. like, I have what I need to share. Uh, you know, like I believe in the person that I am. I have my identity set and I'm just going to put out there what I believe is good to put out there. And so I started noticing that and I was just like, why am I not just being myself? Like, why am I hiding behind this almost like calculated version of who I am when I can just be like the dorky, silly, um, just like real version of myself? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I love that you use the word calculated too. Because I think that's so like so true of what a lot of people, especially like you said, that that 2017 style of Instagram when it was magazine layout cover like Mm -hmm. feeds. And it, it did feel calculated. And I think people yeah. are, are stuck in that. Yeah, absolutely. And so it was during that time, um, back when I was, you know, like, I think it was at the beginning of 20, well, it was more like at the end of 2020, when I feel like so many of us entrepreneurs had this like personal and professional, like awakening of like, what are we doing with our lives? Yeah. Um, and so actually during that time, that's also when I had just gotten married. And let's just say like, there, like, there is nothing that motivates a man more or a woman more than like getting married and being like, I need to provide for my family. And, um, I need to have like some sort of plan here because it's not just me anymore. It's not just like, Oh, I'm, I'm feeding myself. I'm paying my own bills. Um, and so I remember during that time, I just pursued so many things and they weren't necessarily photography related. Um, And I remember going after like videography for a hot second. I remember going after um, more like branding and marketing for a hot second because that's actually what I went to school for. Um, I remember going after just all these different things because I felt like photography wasn't enough or just where I was wasn't enough. And, you know, maybe part of that was just due to like my background um, and, you know, you know, like if enough people tell you like, oh, it's not a real job or like, oh, yeah. like when are you going to burn out or all that kind of stuff, you almost start to believe it. Yeah. Um, and so I remember being in that cycle and I felt like, uh, by, I think it was April of 2021, I just had like so many different directions I could take and I wasn't focusing on one thing. And so um, before that, you have to also understand I, I wasn't involving the Lord in my work at all. And if you know me, like the Lord and my faith is so important to me. Um, but if I can be transparent with you guys, like I was not involving the Lord in my professional life. I was not giving him the reins of my business. Um, and so I reached this breaking point of like, all right, I can go all these different places in my professional career and I do not know like the clarity here. Like I got to focus on one thing. I don't know what it is. Um, so I reached this breaking point. I told my wife, I was like, babe, I need to like pray. 
I need, I'm in a fast like tomorrow about this. And I just got to like get on my knees before the Lord and ask him just what he wants me to do. Like finally surrender, like the thing I hadn't been doing. Um, so the next day I did that. Um, and I'd love to say like this angel descended down <laughs> on a cloud. Um, but that didn't happen. Um, but there were a few key things that happened that day. And I remember one of the main things that happened that day was I got a text from a friend. And this friend was um, just getting into videography. And as many of us know, like videography is very similar um, to wedding photography. Um, and Or he was a wedding videographer, I should clarify. And he was just asking me a few things about like, hey, like, you know, what should I do with this? Because I'm just getting into this. How should I market to this client or all this kind of stuff? And I just remember like seeing that text and just like lighting up and pulling out my phone and just, I probably like texted him back like this four inch long text. I think I told him, I was like, let's get coffee tomorrow. Like I just (laughs) had so much to share with you. Like I can't wait. Like this is going to be so good. And I remember putting down my phone and the Lord just like stopped me and he was like, did you just, did you just see what I just saw? Cause I don't know if you just saw what I just saw. <laughs> and I did, like, didn't know what was going on, but it was like, the Lord was like, okay, so you have so many things you can pursue right now. What's the thing that like absolutely lights you up? Like, what's the thing that you have to pry your hands off of because you would do it even if you weren't paid. And what it came down to was the Lord was like, I don't want you leaving photography. I want you staying in photography. And I also want you to start educating others in your own photography space. And if I can be honest with you guys, like that was the moment that I think, you know, like maybe my social media is an outpouring of that pivotal moment. Um, Because at that point, that's when I realized that the Lord wanted me to start sharing start delivering value, start caring about people on the other side of the screen instead of just being so focused on like, am I putting out um, a calculated version of myself that like no one really needs? And so, yeah, that was like this really pivotal moment for me. Um, And, you know, I fought it, I think for a month. I think for a month, I was just like, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm too scared. Like, I don't feel... Like I have this level of success in photography. Um, Like I don't feel like I have enough followers, like all this kind of, these excuses that came at me. Mm -hmm. And the Lord was just like, I don't, I don't care. Like I, (laughs) I equip you for what I tell you to do. And like, it has nothing to do with what you think you can do. Um, And so like after that, that's when like the growth really happened. And when I started, um, I think just like resonating with social media as a whole, um, so yeah, that's like, that's such a long winded way of saying that, but like that truly is kind of how everything began and how everything pivoted from there on out. Does that make sense? So good. Oh, so good. Okay. I just need to spotlight essentially what you just said, because that is so applicable to anyone listening to this. Like literally it doesn't matter what stage you're in. You essentially, Nate just said like, I started a enjoying like what I was doing is like mm-hmm. kind of something I picked up on that and B actually like gaining momentum when you had crystal clear like clarity and focus of who you were and what you were doing and mm-hmm. just embracing that and I think that's so freaking applicable 
to entrepreneurs right now who are feeling stuck in that kind of like the calculated, you know, perception or like portrayal of themselves. And I also think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially with this whole like video boom and reels and like TikTok and all that stuff, it's very easy for us to look around at other people and be like, well, that person's speaking to these people or creating this type of content or whatever. And it's very easy to get in our heads versus having clarity on this is who I am and I'm going to be true to myself and my brand. And this is the person that I'm speaking to and I'm going to serve the heck out of that person. And it mm-hmm. to me, like in your story, I'm like, okay, Nate got both of those things like down. And then it sounds like that was just like the like snowball momentum moment for you where you're like, everything is clicking now. Is that like kind of accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think when people ask me things like, how did you grow in social media? Uh, I always want to just kind of talk to them from maybe a more holistic approach because there's so many little details you can do and so many little like tricks and hacks and all that kind of stuff. And I would love to share as many as I can, but just first and foremost, I would say like, it's that clarity, it's that mindset that you got to get correct um, before you're even going to move out into just like those tactics, if that makes Mm -hmm. any sense. Um, And so I think once you get those just clear for yourself, um, it's going to translate to your audience. They're going to understand you much more clearly. And I just feel like everything flows so much more seamlessly that way. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can have all the hacks in the world and be doing them. And if you don't have the overall picture, if you don't have a healthy mindset with social media, it's, it's only going to go so far if it goes far at all. Like that's, this is the heart and the hustle. We are combining, (laughs) we are combining the strategic hustle. Sure. But like, you have to have the heart of the matter. Like, I just plugged in our show. Yeah, that's fine. Get it. Um, okay, that's perfect. So I love that starting off point, especially just like hearing it, like hearing the the drastic shift that happened in your heart and in your mind. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be the lamest question ever. It's like the literal, I joked about this before we aired. It's the question that's like, you get DM'd and you roll your eyes. It's like, what did you start doing differently? <laughs> um, <laughs> so like, let's actually like break da- that down. And other than mindset, like, could you, mm-hmm. this is the time to just like chug away at like, what are some things that you strategically started doing differently? Sure. So probably the biggest thing that I think I started doing differently was I showed up consistently. Uh, before that time, I think social media was just like, oh my gosh, I don't <laughs> I don't know like what to post today because you're just flying by the seat of your pants mm-hmm. and you just like have no strategy and you're just like, I think I'm just going to post this. Um, and so I think consistency was something that I started implementing um, during that time and it really paid off because it's not about like the most talented it's not about, you know, some, sometimes it is like, there's those certain people like untouchable people, bless their hearts at the top, like who their talent can just drive them on to, you know, whatever, all those heights. Yes. I don't think I'm one of those people, but I, <laughs> I think mean, don't that, undersell yourself. Your work is freaking fantastic. Oh, thank you. No. Yeah. I, I, I believe my work is good, but I don't think that like just talent is going to get me very far. I got um, you. And so I think that consistency is just like the name of the game. And if you can show up um, in like a consistent way, like both algorithmically, if that's even a word, that's going to help you. But then also just the way that you develop your audience and you develop a relationship with them, um, that's also going to play a huge role. 
because you know no one wants to follow someone that only shows up like once a month or something like that that's just like it doesn't you know you don't get to know the person very mm-hmm. well and so i think consistency um, was something that I, I started implementing that was really, really important. Um, another thing that I started uh, kind of strategically putting in place, and this isn't because, this isn't, um, I don't know, like I, I want to make sure that this doesn't sound inauthentic or anything like that, but I tried to show up positively for the person that was on the other side of the screen. And, um, you know, there is so much, if you notice, there's so much negativity on social media. Like even if you yeah. scroll through like TikTok, if you notice, like I would say 95% of the humor on TikTok is like dark humor. Yeah. And it's like humor that's negatively based. And it's like, it's it's inadvertently or directly putting somebody down or like putting a circumstance down or like complaining about something. And so like to me, I was like, you know, I don't really want to be a part of that. Like I want to be a positive light to people and I want to be someone who makes people feel uplifted. And so that's what I that's what I started implementing was I want to be positive. I want to be helpful to people. I want to post not because it benefits me and it serves me, but I also want to post because it's serving um, that other person like even better than it would be serving me. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that I really tried to implement was um, making my uh, audience very small. So like you can get so wrapped up into just like this amount of followers or this amount of following that maybe you want to have. But if you look at it from the perspective of like, hey, I am just serving like this one person or, you know, like if you think about from a perspective of like how many clients do you want to book in a year if you're like a wedding photographer or something like that, you know, wedding photographers are like, I want so many, so many followers. And it's like, well, if you think about it, you really, you really only need to book like maybe 20 to 30 of those people, like 20 to 30 people, isn't that many. And if you have like 500 followers, that's barely any of your following. Mm-hmm, you yeah. Know? Um, and so I think just making like my world smaller and, you know, make sure, making sure that I was serving like that small pool of people, or even like, as I stepped into photography education, just keeping my world small. Like I know this one girl who she, I know her in person and um, she asked me a lot about her just photography because she's, she's brand new at photography. And so like, it's crazy how much I can help her um, because she's brand new at it. So every time I post, I'm like, I'm posting for her. Like mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm posting. I'm not posting for like all my peers. I'm not posting for like anybody who might judge me or like any of that. Like I'm just posting for this one girl and um, I'm sure there's other people on the other side of the screen that are just like her. So hopefully that resonates with more than just her, but really like I'm only showing up for her. So yeah, just like making my world small. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes. no, that makes so much sense. So just to reiterate for the listener that's listening to what Nate just said, I just want to summarize because everything that you just said was absolute gold. So the first thing that you started doing was posting consistently, like mm-hmm. just getting on a regular schedule, not being sporadic with posting. The second thing you did was focus on uh, posting uplifting content, even mm-hmm. if it was humorous, not like dark humor that like mm-hmm. puts things down or negatively shines light on something in a negative way, but shines light on something in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And then number three, actually 
kind of identified who your ideal client was. You didn't use those words, but I'm going to use them for you. I think that's what I gathered from. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right? I mean, like basically like getting very specific on talking to one person Yeah. and posting exactly. for that. I love that you actually use that example of, oh, I have this girl. She always asks me questions. She is exactly where like my ideal client as far as far photography education is. So I'm going yeah. to post directly for her. And I love that exactly. you have a vision of a specific person. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, like... If you can make, because I th- again we get so overwhelmed with like oh like all these different people in our following, but again if you can make your ideal client the person that you're speaking to, it just it just clarifies so many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it again like <laughs> this is just I feel like a broken record on this episode, but you got the clarity and then the momentum follows. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It really does. Like it's it's once you get that clarity, like things just start flowing very mm-hmm. seamlessly. I love it. Um, so I have a few other tips. Can I oh, get wait, one? Oh, we weren't Let's done? Go. Oh, no. Yes. Here, <laughs> okay, here I was so. doing a recap and you're like, hold <laughs> my beer, I have more. <laughs> no, it's a good. It's like a nice little intermission. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, but and then, so some other things I did was um, I tried to create more than I consumed. And um, that was something that like, I, I almost didn't even realize I was doing it. But then like when I, when I stopped creating, then I'd start to realize like, oh, this is happening. Because I want to explain this a little bit. Um, so if I get on social media or like, let's say just Instagram, if I get on Instagram and I'm just scrolling, 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 um, I find that halfway through scrolling, I just ask myself like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, you know, if you're there to comment on people's work and encourage people and like all that, that's great. But I think a lot of the time I'm not doing that. Like I'm just being honest and I'm not saying everybody else does this. I'm just speaking for myself is like, sometimes I'm just there to like, look, and yeah. it's like, why, why am I here? Like, this isn't, this isn't benefiting myself. This isn't benefiting others. And like, if there's any time that I feel like trash about like being on social media, it's when I'm not creating and I'm just consuming. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes me think like, I think serving on social media is just such a, it's, it's so much healthier of a way to approach uh, social media. And it's, it's a lot less draining because I think the more you give, the more that you actually receive. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I think that was something that really changed in my mind. Um, another thing I did was like, <laughs> this is, this sounds like counterintuitive, but I put limits on my social media. Like I, I'm not allowed <laughs> on social media at all times of the day. And I think so good. That, I think that really gives me the opportunity to be creative. Like I think sometimes um, just not boredom, but a lack of oversaturation can breed more creativity, and it yeah. can also breed like new ideas. Like if you're constantly consuming everyone else's ideas, it's going to be very hard for you to come up with new ideas and original mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, so I think that's another thing that I would um, definitely recommend. Um, and then here's my last one and I could give more, but like, this is my last like key one is finding what no one else wants to do and then doing exactly that. And that's maybe what brings me to like, if people ask me about reels, like that's why I'm on reels because like I hear so many people that are like, Oh, I hate reels. And like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like they're so, they're so annoying. And like what happened to static images and all this kind of stuff. And so I look at that and I see an opportunity. I'm like, Oh my gosh, no one's doing this. I'm going to do it. Like that's the space I can dominate because no one else is doing that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
There is there is such a mindset right now around reels and video, especially, especially in like the, the creative the, entrepreneur space. Wow, same brain. I was literally <laughs> to say the exact same thing. Okay. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. So in that in the creative entrepreneur space, there's such a like a I don't know, a victim mentality. Like, I'm just going to call it out and say like it is what it is of people being like, oh, like we've been complaining about the freaking algorithm yeah. for like how many years has it been? Like years that yeah. we, like entrepreneurs are just like, the freaking algorithm is out to get me. And now that reels are here, it's like one more thing that creative entrepreneurs can just feel like they're a victim to. And yeah, I right. love hey, Nathan. Can, 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 Sassy, can Sassy Lindsay really say quick, quickly say something? <laughs> yes, uh, come on out. <laughs> if you are complaining about the algorithm, then I then I'm sorry. Like you didn't create the app. You are not freaking Adam Masiri. I know he didn't create it, but like you are not Mark Zuckerberg. Like get over it mm-hmm. or get off of it. Okay, done. Yeah. Well, well and the other the thing I always say, and I say this in like complete love, is if you don't want to do reels, you do not have to do them. I don't. I don't want to pressure anybody. I don't want to put you down if you're not doing reels. Yeah. But I would say like in the same way as we make fun, and I hope we don't, but like in the same way as maybe we make fun of like the baby boomer generation for not utilizing Instagram or TikTok or Facebook for their own businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, we like, you know what I mean? Like we say like, Oh, why wouldn't you use this for your business? Yeah. I'm looking at like everybody saying like, how, like, why would you not use reels for your business? You don't have to, Yeah. but like, Oh my goodness, why wouldn't you use this? This is, this is such an opportunity. Like static images never had this reach before. And mm-hmm. now like, you know, it, not only that, but we can put our faces on it and, um, it's, it's much more visually engaging. Like I just see so much opportunity here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it so makes personal. an instant connection. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Same <laughs> We're the same person. <laughs> we just speak at the same time saying ultimately the same thing. Nathan, that happens a lot. Like a lot. It's it's that's like we'll, we'll be texting each other and we'll text the exact same thing. Or like, like our team will scary. ask us a question and we'll both slack them back at the same time saying literally the same thing. And then we're like, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's Anyways. like actually real. I feel like that'd be so good to have as a business partner because like then if one of you couldn't be there for like a decision or something, yeah. you already know. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, like, um, this osmosis. is wildly off topic. We'll get back to the topic, but literally <laughs> there is not a single soul on this earth business-wise that like, I trust more than Evie to make the decision that I would. Like, Aww, guys. Okay, so that was wildly off topic. This is Nate's interview. Like, let's get back maybe to you need, wait, wait, Maybe you guys need, like, this moment, though. <laughs> we'll just sit in this moment for a second. Wow, okay. That's beautiful. Oh, God's cool. Get to okay. the right people at the right time. Anyways. Right. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, Nate... Why don't you talk to us? Because you mentioned reels. We've we've touched. We've opened we've that can of them. worms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we've gone there. Why don't we talk about that for a second? Like, do you think that reels, like in addition to everything else that you said, it was like a, a key factor in what created such like rapid growth, or was it more of a slow climb in growth? That like I just let's just talk about like the actual yeah. growth, reels, all the things. Yep, absolutely. So yes. To answer your question, uh, reels definitely played a huge part. Uh, I think when I, well, f- put it this way, I've never been one to like shy away from, I guess, like putting myself out there in like, like I, I, you know, like in high school, I was like a theater kid. Like I, I just loved being, on, I felt more comfortable like on the stage than like in the audience. And yeah. so like for me getting on um, a camera and like getting on reels 
like, yeah, like there was like a slight level of like, oh, this is kind of like a new thing that I'm not, you know, it's a little bit weird. But at the end of the day, like I felt very at home in Mm -hmm. that space. Um, So I do think that that was something that like definitely kind of maybe was a catapult to um, the next level for me. Um, and seeing that and being like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into that because I think I could do that well. Um, so yeah, definitely reels. Uh, but I, I also will still say though, I don't, I don't know if like if I only utilized reels or if like maybe even I 80% utilized reels, if I would have had the growth. I think I think there's so many things. There's like um, there's there's your your Instagram stories, and then there's also like you know your your longer format captions, which I think are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like as maybe an educator, um, I think just having like my work that I share is also really important too. Like I am a photographer, I still want to share like my static images. Yeah. Um, so I do think it's uh, it's a web of different things. Do I think Reels was probably uh, maybe the most important part, probably. I think so. Like I, when when one of my reels would like hit a million, it's like okay, yeah, I'm gonna see a pretty big jump in growth. Yeah. Um, but I do think you have to have like those other things in place as well, um, or else you might just get followers, but maybe you're not actually developing a relationship because mm-hmm. I do think those two things are different. I think some of the smaller followings have a way more dedicated. Uh, following and and relationship with their followers than maybe even someone with like a huge following. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Well, I also think it's important to clarify, like with reels, especially, it is so important that you're actually creating content for your ideal customer or your ideal client. Because like you're saying, like just a spike in followers honestly doesn't mean anything in a like relationship building and community building but also yeah. a spike in followers does not mean a spike in sales or in no. bookings or anything like you have to be strategic especially mm-hmm. with reels cuz they are getting pushed out to an unknown number of you know people who have probably never heard of you before if you're creating yeah. something entirely outside of your niche like you might get a you know 100 500 1000 follows from that but are those the people that you want to have following you? Like exactly questions yeah. to Absolutely. ask. <laughs> Absolutely. Calling all entrepreneurs. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. And this isn't your traditional boring corporate like conference either. I mean, do you even know Evie and I? <laughs> yes, the Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business all while having the friggin' best time of your life. So get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. All right, we have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of Freaking Story Brand. Like, yes. Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? 
Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love, speak to the heart of your ideal client, nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud, connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties, receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education, dance your pants off at our heart dance party, and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know. Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be good. (laughs) If you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. Did you know that the number one type of post that does the best on the gram is photos of yourself? And it's not just Instagram. Sharing photos of you on social media, your blog, your website, etc., instantly creates connection with your ideal client. And if you own a business or market products or services online, you need to have regular content photos of yourself, period. But I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark and guess that you struggle with sharing photos of yourself, right? You know you probably should be posting yourself more, but you struggle feeling confident in doing that because you don't know the first thing about how to take content photos of yourself. Ones that leave you feeling confident and help your ideal client relate and connect with you. If you've been nodding your head to all of that, like, yup, Lindsay Evie, that's me, I need help, then we have the solution to your problem. And that's introducing the content photo miner. Yes. In this mini course, we take you step-by-step through conceptualizing, planning, and styling a content photo shoot all the way to the final product of posing and actually taking those photos of yourself for your brand and your business. We teach you how to plan style outfits, scout locations, get good light and color match for your outfits, how to do self-portraits of yourself with a tripod, and posing tips to know in order to get content photos that feel authentic to who you are and connect with your audience. Now, to grab this mini course, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash content dash minor. If you've been holding off on sharing you with your audience because you just don't know how to get started, we got you covered. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash content dash minor. I I also got to say, I got to say, you're to this day, my favorite reel that you probably have ever done. And everyone go stalk Nate right now and go find this reel. It's literally, I think it was like a Kim Kardashian sound of like her crying when you're, when you're calling and you have like, it's, you, you, what is the text? It's like deciding between two different oh, photos. Yes. And it's literally, it, you like go to the screen and it's like the exact same photo of like a handhold. And it's like, and then it goes back to your face and it's just like over like Kim Kardashian's like crying face of just oh being like, or her sound of being like, it's just too hard of a decision. It, iconic, iconic. <laughs> I also just have to say, like, for anybody listening, um, it's really funny because, like, I feel like I use those audios. Like, I feel like I use the most random audios. And I always wonder if people are like, wow, like, he's a really big Keeping Up With The Kardashians fan or something <laughs> like that. Like, like, I gotta be honest, I never watched that show. But I literally get, like, the... So if you ever flip through Instagram and you get, like, random meme accounts and, like, in your in your um, Discover pl- or Explore page or whatever it's called... And yeah. then um, they have like random audios. Like that's where I get it from. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. amazing. People will be like, people will message me and they'll be like, do you know what episode this is from or, or something? I'm like, no. Yeah, like, I, I, like, I don't. Uh, no clue. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Okay, oh, wait. I, so let's get into some nitty gritty reels questions. Okay. What are, what are your thoughts on cover photos? Should the cover photo be a screen still or whatever from the actual like reel, which would be unesthetic typically? Or... Should it be a like a photo 
like, especially for photographers, I think mm-hmm. they deal with this where like photography is an industry where aesthetic to an extent does matter, even though yeah. Instagram is kind of not upholding that at, at you know, at, like it did. So yeah. what is your opinion on that? Um, my opinion is less uh, algorithm and it's more just kind of like how I would perceive someone um, approaching my account. So the way, cause I, I do get this question a lot. Like this is not like a silly question. So I, the way I do it is I want someone to have an impression of me when they first come to my feed, when they first are exposed to my page, like we're talking a complete cold audience, like when they when they notice like my feed for the first time, um, I want them to have uh, certain things in place. So if I'm if you're on my feed, I want my feed to be aesthetic. And the reason I do that is because I'm a photographer, and so in as as someone in a creative field. Like I do want that aesthetic and I want that um, immediate visual representation of my work from my, my primary yeah. feed. I mean, it's um, how people, like that's what people are booking you for. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I wouldn't recommend that for every industry. If you are in an industry that doesn't really have a lot to do with aesthetic, I don't think I'd recommend that. I don't think it's that important. Yeah. Um, and that's why in my Reels feed, um, you'll see a lot of just messy like screenshots of my face. And that's because I think people want to see the human. And so they're going to come to my feed and I want them to see, yeah, that nice aesthetic, but then I want them to go to my reels panel. And then I want them to see just like Nate's like dorky face, like all over the place. Be like, Oh, he's a human. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, Now I will say there are certain real covers in my primary feed um, that I have kind of like made into aesthetic real covers and the reason I do that is because when a photographer comes to my page, I want them to immediately notice like, oh, this guy gives value because it'll say something like, hey, here's like three tips for reels or like, here's a Lightroom trick or something like that. Um, so I want them to like immediately immediately be inundated with, oh, this guy delivers value. Um, but then like, again, in my reels panel, like I want them to see my face. I want them to see the messy me. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, it does. But okay. I kind of want to break down what you're saying because do you only post your reels to your reels feed or are you posting them to your main feed and then you're deleting it? So I do both. Um, and if I, I don't know why I do this. I think I heard someone say that this was like a good thing to do or something. But um, when I p- first post a reel, no matter what it is, um, even if it has a messy cover, I will leave it in my primary feed for maybe like the first 12 hours. And the reason I usually do that is so that like I can check how many story reshares it got because that's just data for me. Like, hey, how did this one perform? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think shares is just so important for what you're going to put out for reels. Um, So then after that 12-hour time, I'm probably going to get rid of it and put it into my uh, reels feed. Nice. This is fascinating. I love this. So do you... I'm just curious on this. Do you post like that's your strategy for posting every single reel or do you create separate reels that you never post to your main feed that are specifically trying to target new people? Um yeah, so I it honestly just depends. Again, um the I do it two ways. The one way is putting a more aesthetic cover with like kind of like an infographic on it um and that's going to be the one that sits in my actual uh, primary feed. Those mm-hmm. are going to be more education-based, um, value, like high value-based. And then if it's something that's just like humor-based, entertainment, 
Um, that's going to be in my, that's going to be like more of a messy cover. And I'm going to throw that in my reels feed. So I can't, I can't tell you guys that I'm like, Oh, I have this tried and true method. This is just (laughs) what I do because I think that, you know, it's all about experimentation and it's all about like Mm -hmm. trying to make sure that the person that's seeing your account for the first time feels like they have a home, um, with your account and they are immediately realizing what you offer and the value that you can provide. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, also, don't diss yourself too much. How many followers did you have a year ago? Like February of 2021? Uh, I think it was probably like 1,400. Okay. So you have some experience with which to say. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, again, I still, I still believe in a holistic approach, but like, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think those tactics, I used to post only aesthetic covers. I did uh-huh. change that and that was very intentional. I think that is important. You need to show your face on your reels uh, to some extent because when I like when I go to a, a photographer or it doesn't have to be a photographer, just any other page and I only see see aesthetic covers, that's like boring to me. It just yeah. is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, or like when I go into um, if if it is a photographer and then I go to their page and then instead of an infographic, they just have an image. And then I click on it because I'm like, oh, it's such a pretty image. Like, I want to see that blown up. And then it becomes a reel. I'm like, yep. oh, I'm frustrated now. Yeah. <laughs> I want like, to see, I wanna that see your work. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I love, I love this strategy, though. I, I, I like, I want the listener that's listening to this to hear this of, you do the real, like the beautiful real covers with like the text. Like if anybody's going to Nate's Instagram feed, like you'll see it's like a, a, like a fun photo of his clients or something that says like tips for your next shoot or how to book mm-hmm. clients. So it's, I love that you're incorporating those reels on your page, but then you're also, I mean, I'm just reiterating literally what you just said. So we <laughs> just double juiceness of everyone listening. Um, I don't know what that was, um, but I love that you're then incorporating more like viral or funny or or just like not necessarily bite-sized educational pieces but like mm-hmm. reels that could apply to anybody and those are the ones that you're not putting like a cover on so that you can yeah. see your face on your reels feed correct yeah absolutely yep I i've never that. heard this, this i also great. i also just want to say nate like something i'm hearing you say that is just so refreshing and so cool is You're being very strategic with using Instagram in a way that you want A, to show up and B, in a way that you want people to engage with you. Like a lot of the stuff that you're saying is not necessarily like, oh, I I learned this this formula from somebody and, you know, it's very strategic and and X number of followers per day is what I get and here's how I... Like, it's not formulaic. It's You're simply like the answer behind a lot of your reasoning, which clearly is freaking working, which is what I love, is you're just being like, this is how I want to show up. Like when I look mm-hmm. at other people's feed and see just pure curation, I get bored. So I chose like on my feed, I want people to see me and connect with me and see like, you know, nerd Nate, like coming out. So that's how I'm creating content. Like I love just the, like, you can tell that you're doing something you love and Mm -hmm. finding joy in it. And I think that's also a huge part of what attracts people to you is you're not trying to like fit into this mold or like follow this strategic formula. Like, yes, of course, strategies and principles matter, but you're doing what you want to do on your own page, which mm-hmm. is so cool to hear. Yeah. And I think you you really have to find like what you love to do and like what really lights you up. Cause that that gives you like a ton of energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I've never been more energetic about my work 
uh, ever in my life before. And I really think it's because like, I love what I do and I love um, showing up in the way that I show up. And obviously I don't get everything perfect. Like I still have moments where I feel drained and I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this wrong. Or like, I still have moments where I literally will like just transparently, transparently, I still have moments where I like show my wife like a story of mine. I'm like, wait, babe, should I delete this? Is this like bad? Like I do that sometimes. Like I'm not Mr. Like I'm so confident all the time, but I do think for the most part, it is just like, just do like, just do you boo. Like whatever (laughs) you feel is not whatever you feel is right is right. But like whatever is uh, something that you intuitively are like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is what I think like the Lord wants me to show up and do like, Mm. Hey, that's, that's what you're wanting me. That's what you want to be doing. And don't get so hung up on those strategies and those formulas because um, those are there to supplement and those are there to give you pointers and directions, but those are not there to drive the ship. Yeah. I love that. That's not the heartbeat of right. your marketing and your brand. Like you yeah. are, like you call those those heartbeat shots and then everything mm-hmm. else is like structure off of it. Okay. I want to hear, Nate, from you. Like we've talked about just your growth on Instagram, what changed like, you know, tips and, and strategies and stuff. But I want to hear from you, has that like growth on Instagram affected your bookings and like sales as a photographer and an educator? And do you feel like specifically Reels was big in that? Or was it just like, like you said, the holistic approach of everything that I was doing changed something? Sure. Um, so I would say, okay, there's like multiple ways I can answer this. So I'm going to try to like narrow it down here. Cool. <laughs> um, I think... You know, when you look at reels versus static images, uh, I would never tell someone stop posting static images as like if you're a photographer, especially, um, yeah. or or maybe you're a graphic designer, just something where like those static posts are really important to you. I would say don't stop doing that. That's really important. Um, but yeah, like I think if you can get your humanity out there, it's so much more impactful than if you weren't doing that. And here's how it's changed for me. So like for me, I yeah, my bookings have gone up signif- or let me go back. My inquiries have gone up significantly. And mm-hmm. the reason I say my inquiries is because I actually this is a whole different topic but I attribute my bookings increasing to more sales. And because mm-hmm. I think that's that, you know, once you get someone in that you have to sell them now. So that's yeah. more of like a sales thing for me. Um, yeah. But like my inquiries and my quality of my inquiries have gone up. And especially like at my point in my business, like I'm looking for more quality inquiries. And yeah. people are much more cued in on just who I am as a person. And like, I have to be honest with you. I mean, this may be like just... Um, I don't know, like this may be like weird to say, but I'm going to say it. So like as a guy in a very female dominated industry, both like there's a lot of brides doing the decision making. And then there's also a lot of female photographers. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, like it's very important that I break down any sort of stigma of like that scary, like maybe even like untouchable, mysterious male photographer. Um, Or even even just kind of like random thoughts that a bride realistically might have of like, oh, like, what if this guy, you know, like, is he supposed to be in my bridal suite while I'm getting ready? Like, all these things are actual things you need to think about. And so for me, if I can break down as much uh, just like of uh, that stigma as possible and just make myself more of a person, that's like going to go so far. And so the way I see that is like, 
you know, when people inquire, they're so much more cued in on who I am. Uh, their responses to my emails usually match my energy way more than they used to. Um, and then like when I show up on wedding day, like people are so much more cued in on who I am as a person, even like sometimes like the bridal party will already know who I am and be like, we've watched all your reels or something. Amazing. <laughs> um, so like those types of things have really impacted, um, both. Yeah. I'd say my reach, but also just the quality of those inquiries that have come to me. And that has been so valuable to me. So yes, I would say it has increased those things. Um, now, would I, would I say that if you have low bookings or you have low uh, inquiries at all, that you should just like make a ton, ton of reels and that's, that's just going to make you blow up? Not necessarily, but I do think it's going to help you um, build a more quality audience, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cause they're, they're interact, they're seeing the humanity, like you just said of you, even on a reel yeah. or, or stories like lives, anything like that, where it's showing your face. I think the reason the quality of your inquiries went up is because they're, you're no longer getting price shopped as like maybe mm-hmm. a, like a photographer that's a dime a dozen. You're yeah. getting people that are like, I like Nate. He's rad. He made me laugh on that reel. He <laughs> is worth inquiring with. Like they're, they're booking you more for you and, and your work obviously, but it's like, that connection is there. Whereas maybe with other photographers who aren't maybe jumping on the video side of Instagram as much aren't. Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, I'm even going to take it one step further. I know this is not really what we're talking about. Like, but I put videos on my website. Like I have videos, I have a video of myself on my homepage. And I also have a video of myself on my inquiry page uh, because I want them to see who I am. I want them to see me talking directly to mm. them. I want them to see my energy, my mannerisms, like my goofy humor, like That's whatever it is. Brilliant. You know what I mean? Like so it's, good. All, it's all these like little things that lead up to um, someone seeing you for who you truly are. And then if they see all of that and they still inquire, you know, like that person is invested or pretty invested at that point. Yeah. I'm stealing that straight up. I'm just going <laughs> to do it. Okay, question. Do you, do you do, this is the automatic question that came to my mind after that. Do you have it like a fancy DSLR video or is it like a phone like story? Uh, it's a fancy DSLR video. And when they like, okay, so when they inquire right after they inquire, uh, my confirmation page has like a fun selfie video of me. So it's not like a super nice DSLR one. I want no, but I that. like, I like the combo. Yeah, I wanted that one to be a little bit more like, oh my gosh, like I'm FaceTiming you right now because you freaking just inquired. Um, And like I even take it into, like I don't know if you've ever looked up the app Loom, but Mm -hmm. like I send my clients Loom videos all the time and it's so funny the reactions I get. Like people light up when they get a video from you. They're like, oh my gosh, it's so fun to see your face. Um, so so like you, can, you can integrate this video like way past reels and it can do so much good for your business. Mm, that was so a good. fire note. Anybody listen <laughs> to this? Take that. Nope. Take that, Thank run you. with it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, perfect. Okay, wrapping up, Nate, for any like newbie baby photographer out there who might be listening, or I mean, honestly, it could be a different industry, but we're just going to kind of jive with photographers right now because that's what you are. Um, what are some, like, I know you've given us like a good chunk of Instagram strategy and tips and everything, but like, let's just kind of overarch it to like business in general. What are your top three business tips that you wish you knew when you first started? Oh, man. 
Sorry, I, that's is, a kind of a big question. <laughs> no, it's no, it's real good. Um, okay, so three. So I feel like there's so many. Shoot, but I'm just gonna go with my gut. So I think the first one I would talk about is uh, who you are. Okay, let me say it this way: Don't look at your natural self to define your potential. And what I mean by that is. Uh, we can oftentimes, as people or just as entrepreneurs, whatever we're doing, we can just get so wrapped up in like our personality types or like our Enneagram or like our natural weaknesses or like the failures that we've had in our you know past or whatever. And then we look to those things to kind of define our potential. Or we look to someone who like has a similar story as us or a similar background or a similar personality. And we're like, okay, that's our threshold of like what we can do. Um, and I would just say to you, like, God does not care. <laughs> like God does not care about those things. Like he doesn't care what you think you are capable of or what maybe you are at your most natural, untainted, undisciplined state. Like God has a plan that goes like that supersedes all of that. And so I think, um, and, and I would even say, and this maybe leads into my second one, uh, every, every disadvantage you think you have, every weakness that you think you have, whatever that might be, that you can turn into your advantage. And I didn't used to believe that, but I really have come to believe that now because if you take something that's like so, uh, you know, you know, hard for you to get over or like something that maybe comes easy to other people, but not easy to you. And you are like dedicated to overcoming that. Um, that oftentimes breeds an opportunity for you to just like push so hard that you blow past like anybody who, you know, maybe it comes more naturally to like, let me, yeah. let me give you an example because I know this is more abstract. So this is so silly. Okay. But if you know, okay. For all my Taylor Swift fans out there, and I, I don't know if I'm really oh, a Taylor hell Swift hell yeah. We are <laughs> okay, let me just here. say this. <laughs> okay, so if you've been watching any sort of pop culture uh, in the past couple months, like you've noticed that Taylor Swift has put out an album called Red. And this album well, is a... It's a re-record. This is a re-record. Oh, okay? sorry. So, it, well, did I jump the punchline? Oh, apologies. No, not at all. <laughs> so this is... Th you're just like... <laughs> I'm just like, like get your facts straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, like, it so, came out originally in 2012, Nate. Like, look okay. Yeah, right. you're like, wait a minute, hold on. No, don't worry, don't worry. I'm going there. Okay. So, um, so this is a re-recorded album. Oh, that was literally your point that you're about. Okay, well. Yeah. So wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, this is amazing. Um, okay, so this is a re-recorded album, and the reason she re-recorded it is because. I like there was some debacle with her label and uh, her label selling her back catalog of her music and scooter brawn. Yeah, and her okay. masters to someone that she did not like. Okay. So ultimately, she wasn't in control or in possession of all her back catalog of music, which, okay, I don't know what that's like. I'm not a musician, but apparently to her, that was like really tragic. So, this was like a situation where she found herself like in this very uh, weak or disadvantaged or like almost like victim spot or whatever. And then what she did with that is she's like, I'm going to freaking re-record my albums and then I'm going to re-release them. And I don't know if anybody's like been alive in the past couple months, but like <laughs> see, like seeing that 
like re-recorded album being put out and just like the amount of like publicity and I'm sure sales that came about because of that re-recording is just this perfect example of like taking a disadvantage and using it to your advantage. Like, do you know how many other artists out there would kill to re-record and re-release all of their greatest hit albums and Mm -hmm. not even have to like make a brand new body of work. I mean, there's so many, there's so many artists who would kill to have that opportunity um, Mm -hmm. that Taylor Swift now has because she took that disadvantage or seemingly a disadvantage and she made that her advantage. And I, I think that just happens so much as entrepreneurs. Like you, like, again, for me, if I ever like, am like, Oh, like, I feel bad for myself because I'm a guy in a female dominated industry. I just take that as like, I'm going to use that for my advantage. I'm going to show up so much on like a something like a place like video so that like people see my face and I'm going to blow past um, like what I would be if it was a male dominated industry. Like, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It's so good. Everything that you're saying is fire. Also, Nathan, you know what? You can come back. You used a Taylor Swift analogy. You can come back on this show. (laughs) (laughs) I made it. (laughs) I'm like, it was like that one little thing that I needed to say to get back on the show, and that was it. You just said it it for me. You just also, I just really, really appreciate. I had no idea where you were taking that analogy, and I literally tried to correct you, and then you were like, "That's literally my whole point." (laughs) Oh no, it's all good. Halfway through, I was like, I was like, Lindsay, do you just want to tell it? <laughs> no, 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 but like, I, love, shut up. I love the point that you made from that. It basically, it's like, take the negative that happens to you in life and turn it into a positive. That just Absolutely. goes so philosophically beyond entrepreneurship. That's just a life tip, but yeah. also like very, can so grow your business when you use, when you have a great mindset, which I think, you know, we started with mindset of, on Instagram and now we're kind of ending with mindset of like, change your mindset. Stop moping about the algorithm. Stop moping about reels, stop moping about how maybe much your business isn't growing and start focusing on what you can do to be a positive impact in people's lives, serve them and actually be an asset and a blessing to people. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Mm. So good. Okay, Nate, for everyone who is listening to this, who is like, I am in love with Nate now. I need (laughs) to follow, watch the reels, reels. book him, whatever. Where can people find with you and find with you? Find you and connect (laughs) with you. Um, yeah. So like, honestly, if you, I do oddly have an Instagram account, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you can find me on Instagram. I hang out there probably the most. I also hang out on TikTok and I can't wait for TikTok to get more features because I think like it has so much potential. So I hang out on TikTok. Um, so those are the two main places I go. And then like, I gotta be honest, like I just told Evie and Lindsay before the show, like I just bought a podcast mic. So like that might also be happening too. So if that ever comes out, hit me up on my podcast. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's the best way. Reach out anytime. I love hearing from people. DM me. I respond to all of them. What Um, is your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is Nathan Chansky. Perfect. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. Nathan, Amazing. thank you so much for being on the show, coming on, spit-firing absolute wisdom, absolute <laughs> truth, not even just in entrepreneurship, but in life. And also, you know, Instagram is the topic that we <laughs> talked about. But thank you so much. Uh, this episode, it was so good. I cannot wait for people to listen to it. So just thank you for giving us an hour of your time today. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor. <laughs>